Come on, let's give the Lord some praise. I know that somebody feels like testifying right now. Thank the backbench boys. Amen. Amen. Again, we welcome you this morning. We thank you, God, for waking us up and for allowing us to have this experience today. We want to extend an invitation to each and every one of you uh, to join us at Second Baptist Church in Lewistown for our upcoming family, friends, and community day weekend. Amen. I want you to mark on your calendars on Saturday, July the 29th at 6.30 p.m. We are going to have a free admission gospel concert right there at the church, amen. So you get a little taste of some of what we have there. There will be some other groups that will be there. So we are inviting and encouraging the community to join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 6.30 p.m. Uh, for our free gospel concert at the church. Then that very next day, on Sunday, July 30th at 10.30 a.m., we have our family, friends, and community worship service that will begin at 10.30 a.m., amen. So we would ask that you would please put these dates on your calendar. We want you to join us. We want you to come out as we bless the name of the Lord, amen. We would love to have you there, amen. We're going to ask for our sanctuary choir. They're going to come at this time and they're going to minister to us. Let's welcome the sanctuary choir. Second Baptist Church.
I'm Deacon Dorcas Barrier, and on behalf of Second Baptist Church of Doylestown, welcome. And uh, before we uh, say prayer to the ultimate father, let me just give a special shout out to all the fathers. Happy Father's Day. Fathers play a special role. Partial, uh, uh, the person's life, so I just want to wish Happy Father's Day. So, if you would all uh, join me in prayer, we get prepared for the message. Father God, we give you all the praise, honor, and glory. We're so worthy to be praised. And Father, we thank you for waking us up, giving us another chance to worship you, another chance to fellowship with one another, another chance just to be in your presence. Father, we thank you. We thank you for just the blessings that you've bestowed upon us. We thank you for the fathers that are out there and present, as well as uh, watching. Uh, we just thank you for the ability to come to hear your word, to be in your presence, and to understand what it is to be in this So, Father, we ask that we give Pastor Hammond the words to speak, give us the ears to hear, give us the heart to receive, and give us the courage to apply your word in Father, if there's someone out there that does not know you, we ask that you make your presence known so that they too can understand what it means to have a relationship with you and how to have that eternal life for you. Father, we love you, we praise you, we honor you, we bless you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or of a husband's will, but born of God. I want to share with you for these moments that we have this morning that it's the hour of decision. That this is the hour of decision. You know, this past week I spoke with a man who told me that people don't come to Christ because they haven't hit rock bottom yet. And certainly as we think about it, many people today feel self-sufficient. And they think that they don't need the Lord. And my prayer is that they will only come to realize and to understand that everybody needs the Lord. And one of the things that holds us back is procrastination, amen? Because procrastination keeps many people from God. We always think that there's more time for us to decide, but how many of you know that life is uncertain? We all know folks who are here one day and gone the next. There comes a time when you have to decide where it is you stand with Jesus. No one can sit on the fence forever. I know that many of us uh, weren't always Christians, and there were times where we straddled the fence, that we had one foot in the world, amen, and we had one foot in the church. The great preacher Billy Graham used to say this. He said that there's an hour of decision that comes to all of us sooner or later. And so my prayer is that this might be your hour to say yes to Jesus Christ. You see, the truth is the gospel is plain and it's a simple message if you break it down. It really is. The gospel begins with the God who made us. And although we were made to know him, sin has separated us from him. And because of sin and the things that we have done in our life, the truth is that we are truly guilty in God's eyes. And we are left in a helpless condition to die in our sins if God didn't do something, amen? If he didn't do something, we would be lost forever. But I thank God this morning because God did do something. He sent his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who perfectly fulfilled God's will and he perfectly obeyed God's law. And he succeeded where all of us have failed so miserably in our lives. Amen. And the Bible says that when he died, he died not for himself because he was sinless, but he died standing in our place as a condemned man, bearing our sin and taking our punishment. So what we deserve, he took in our place. He validated all his claims by rising from the dead like he said he would on the third day. And the truth is, church, that salvation is offered to one and all on the condition that we turn from self-trust and self-confidence to trust wholly and completely in Christ alone. Amen. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. You see, the Bible describes what happens to us when we wholeheartedly trust in Christ as our Lord and Savior. You know what happens? The Bible says that if we put all of our trust and our, our faith and our hope in the Lord Jesus Christ, if we accept him and receive him as our Lord and Savior, the Bible says then that we're forgiven, that we're saved, that we're born again, that we're declared righteous in God's sight, that we are given new life, that we are pardoned, that we are set free from the penalty of sin, that we are brought into a new relationship with God. 
that we are called a child of God, given a new life, and assured of the fact that we're going to go to heaven when we die. Amen? Church, that is total salvation. Amen? And it's free to us, but it's not cheap. Amen? And here's somebody. Because it cost God the death of his one and only son. And you see, all of this is available to anyone and everyone who wants it. Amen? Because God's offer is on the table right now. And so the question this morning is, what will you do about it? What will you do about it? Amen? Because at some point, you have to make a personal decision to trust Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Amen? And you know what happens when you do? There is a wonderful thing that happens when you receive him. In this text it says in verse 12 that yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Amen. And that word right means to honor or privilege. And so church, the moment that you receive Christ into your life, God gives you the honor of becoming a member of his family. Amen. But I want you to watch this and don't miss this. Amen. Because that verse also teaches us that not everyone is a child of God. Amen. Now listen to me. We are all created by God, but not everyone in the world is a child of God. Amen. Listen, I hear people saying all the time, well, we're all God's children. Amen. But, but that's not quite what the Bible says. Now, God does love everybody. Amen. But the Bible says that God only gives the privilege of being his children to those who have personally, by faith in Jesus Christ, received him as Lord and Savior. Amen. And so that leads then to some questions that you ought to be asking yourself this morning. Amen. Not everyone is a child of God. Ask yourself, am I a child of God? Not everyone will have eternal life. Ask yourself, will I have? eternal life. Not everyone will go to heaven. Ask yourself, will I go to heaven? Amen. You see, this morning, church, we come down to the hour and the moment of decision. The Bible says 2,000 years ago, Pontius Pilate asked the crowd, what do you want me to do with Jesus? And the people cried out to crucify him. Amen. And he asked that question, church, because he wanted to shift the responsibility away from himself. But guess what? It didn't work. Amen. Because in the end, church, each and every one of us must decide what we will do personally with Jesus Christ. Amen. And so I want to tell you, I'm glad this morning that I came to know Jesus personally. I want to ask you, what about you this morning? Are you glad that you know Jesus? Amen. So listen to me. If you have not made that decision, don't hesitate. Stop making excuses, amen? Come to Christ right now and you will be saved, amen? Put your trust in him and your new life will begin, amen? Because Christ has opened the door. He has paid the price of admission by his own blood, amen? So we got to put our trust and faith in him. we got to make him our own because he is standing at the door and he is knocking at your heart right now, amen? And church, what will your answer be this morning? What is your answer this morning? Because the hour of decision is right now. Amen, somebody? 
Listen to me. If the Lord is speaking to your heart right now, and if you have never received nor accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this is the hour, this is the moment of decision. And all you have to do is open up your heart to Him, to admit, Lord, I'm a son. I'm in need of a Savior. To admit this morning that, Lord, I have sinned against you. Lord, help me to repent of my sins. Help me to open up my heart to you and to allow you to come in. Because I'm going to tell you, when you open the door to Jesus, he will come in and he will make your life brand new. If the Lord is speaking in your heart this morning, and you wish to give your heart and your life over to him, amen. I'm going to ask that when this service is over, I want you to come and see me. I'm going to be available, amen. And we want to pray for you. We're going to ask you to just to listen to what God is trying to speak into your heart, into your life. And we desire to help you along this life's journey, amen. Because now is the time. This is the moment. This is the hour of decision. Amen? Amen. amen. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise. Being obedient to our kind friend that we have for today. Amen. I'm going to welcome up the Juneteenth Committee that put all of this together. Amen. Let's welcome them as they come. Thank you to all those community partners. I'm going to turn it over to my other partners. 
Hello, I guess I'm next. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Kevin, and um, I'm grateful to be here today. This is our second year in a row. I'm grateful for this beautiful weather that we've now been, you know, had twice in a row, so that is really something. I'm grateful to be working with these fantastic ladies who, who helped really pull this together, and, and, and Marjan as well. Um, we, and we're grateful for you for coming out and being here to help us uh, celebrate our culture, our history. And um, I was thinking about what I was going to say when I got up here, and, and last year I was asked by, uh, by the paper, what, you know, what, is, what does it mean to you to, to have Juneteenth? And I, I, last year I said, you know, I, as, a, as an anti-racist, what it means to me is finally like letting go of the struggle for a day and just having a day to celebrate, which is great. And that, that was last year's response. This year, something else came through to me, and that was ancestry, right? And, and, and it's not about leaving the struggle behind, but it's about remembering both the struggles and the triumphs, right, that our ancestors all had to go through for us to get to this day, to this moment, and the recognition that we, in this day and in this moment and at this celebration, y'all, we are living history. Don't ever forget that, okay? We are a continuation, and that continuation needs to continue. And that's what came through for me this year, so I, I, I hope that you'll come, I hope you'll have fun, I hope you'll, you'll celebrate with us. There are a bunch of vendors um, that would really appreciate your business, um, I'm an artist, so, so this year and last year I, I contributed a canvas, but it's not just my canvas, it's your canvas too. That canvas is not complete until you've added your voice to it. If you go over to the, to the, to the um, design intent, you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, but you are free to express yourself in any way that you see fit. Um, and yeah, that's, that's all I got for today. I'm going to turn it over to, uh, to Adrian King and the Pair Up Society for the rest. I think Angela forgot to say her name, but this is Angela Nutter. Angela is the Doylestown resident who is a part of the Doylestown Juneteenth uh, Planning Committee, and she's really the one who challenged the borough when they when Juneteenth was made a federal holiday, and Doylestown made a proclamation to say, what's behind that? Is it just words, or are there actions there, right? And that's where all of this idea and vision came from, and we came to support her in bringing this to life. So, Angela. Let me just take that down. I like to move when I talk. So, so when I think about it, I think, and Kevin was all too modest about he contributed. He is an artist. So you see this? Kevin designed the logo. Kevin designed that canvas that's up front that you all are going to be interactive and painting on. He is a very talented artist, so very modest in his words, but he definitely uh, did more than just contribute a canvas. Um, so when I, when I think about it, and a word that I learned this year, when I think about the black community, when I think about our ancestry and our history, the word that I learned was Ubuntu. Does anybody else know that word, Ubuntu, Swahili word, right? And I'm sure that if someone here from, from the diaspora, from the continent, could explain and go into detail, what I'm going to just say to me, what that resonates is, is I am because we are, and we are because I am. We are one, we help each other, we climb, we build, we pull others up behind us. 
And that's what came to mind to me this year as we were putting together this celebration, this day of empowerment, this day of education for the community. And so we're just happy to have you all here again this year um, to join us. And thank you to Second Baptist. Um, I know it isn't easy to bring your whole church service right into a new space, so we didn't take it lightly, but very happy to work with Pastor Hamlin and all of the leaders there at Second Baptist to make today happen. Thank you so much for that. Also, I just want to quickly speak to last year, as I was seeing all the articles come after last year's, and so Second Baptist participated last year as well, and I saw some questioning of, why such a substantial contribution to the day with the church? Was it just because it was Sunday and we wanted to invite the church out? Well, yeah, it was Sunday and it is Father's Day as well and we wanted to invite the church out, but the church is such an integral part of the black community, right? When I think about what I said, Ubuntu, we are because we are. We are because of our spiritual roots, our faith, when we think about what our ancestors endured for years, they got through that because of their faith, right? No matter what denomination of faith it was, it was faith, it was hope that kept them going and still keeps us going today as we celebrate the triumphs and the milestones and the step forward, but we also still struggle in the struggle as well. And we rely on our faith to do that. The church was a place of activism. The first church was a place of building our resilience. The church was a place of healing, of hope, and of endurance, right? Everything. And so we still embody that as the black community. And that is why we have the church kick off the day today. Okay? So all the newspapers can quote that. Okay? All right, so I don't want to be open too long because I want to invite Marjan up, but um, the organization that I founded two years ago and that I'm the president and, and chair of is called the Parrot Society. The Parrot Society is a nonprofit organization that partners with organizations like Doylestown Juneteenth, the African um, Diaspora of Bucks County, Bucks County NAACP, to celebrate diversity of, as a strength, right? We here in Bucks County, in the central and upper Bucks, we know the black population is about two to three percent, right? We don't see this often, right? So we want to bring it together. We want to celebrate. We want to let everyone know we are here, right? We live here. We have been residents in Bucks County for years, right? And this is our home. And we shouldn't have to travel. There's nothing wrong with it if you do to New Jersey, to Philadelphia, to New York, to celebrate our culture. We should be able to do it here. And so that's what we want to do here in Bucks County, to bring our organizations together, which is why you see our D9 representatives, our sororities and fraternities, the Bucks County NAACP and other organizations that have been a part of the building and sustaining of the black community as an integral part of today as well. So that's why, why we're here to celebrate that. But we also, as an organization, we know that um, our students, our black students, who are in that two to three percent, and sometimes only the only brown or black face in their classroom, right? Some of our students endure a lot because of that, right? Because of the lack of representation, because of the lack of understanding and empathy, because of what we may be hearing from a national perspective, right? Whether it's harassment, bullying, discrimination, 
So our organization partners with students who are enduring that to help them develop a plan of action. We hear from a lot of families that my child is going through this, but I didn't know how to deal with it, so instead I stopped putting my child on the bus. You shouldn't do that. You pay to send your kid on the bus every day. You shouldn't have to take, your child didn't do anything wrong. You shouldn't have to take your child out of where the place where they should be. You shouldn't have to take your child if you want to send them to public school and put them in private school because of what they're enduring in public school isn't being dealt with. So we help families to connect with organizations that could help them take action from an advocacy perspective as well. And this was all birth. We have two daughters that are running around here somewhere, 11 and 10 year old, who starting in first grade, started with the, the comments related to their skin color, related to their culture, related to their hair, right? Because their classmates didn't understand that, right? So I started this organization because I knew that if my family was going through it, someone else's family was going through it too. So when I think of that word Ubuntu, I am, because we are, how can we help others by our struggle, right, and what we learn. So that's what the Parent Society is all about. It's building that place of belonging, black excellence, and um, wellness, right, psychological safety for our students in their school, right? Now, they shouldn't have to go somewhere else for that. But we are also, as Angela mentioned, we had a, an event at Puck on Friday um, to contribute to educational and scholarship programs that are supporting the black community and black students within Bucks County. So the Parrot Society is one of those organizations. The other organizations that we are supporting is Sweet Dreams, the African American, she here, Sweet Dreams, Sherita Lee. I think she's over at the table, but she's a member of Second Baptist as well. But Sweet Dreams is another organization what that organization does is they provide the necessities for students who are going back to school, right? It's one thing to get money for tuition, but all parents who have had children that go to college, what else do they need? All the stuff for their dorm room. That's, that's a mortgage sometimes, right? So the organization helps to provide those things, right? Through funding, through donations, through fundraising, raising funds to be able to provide those necessities, right, for, for children in communities, um, underrepresented communities, as well as students going back to college. We also have the African American Museum of Bucks County. By raise of hand, how many people knew that we have an African American Museum in Bucks County? It's not enough hands. But thank you for the ones that raised your hand. So we do. There is an African American Bucks, um, Museum in Bucks County. Right now, they are a traveling museum, but their vision and their goal that they are working towards, they have secured land where they are building a museum. A round of applause for that, right? Because what I see, right, is my two daughters, their class trips, where they will, I will be championing their schools, take them, right, for Black History Month and other times of the year. Let's go down to African American Museum and learn about the history. And so they have donated a few key educational pieces, these two um, anchors on the corners here that talk about Juneteenth. They've also put a display in the front that tells you about the Emancipation Proclamation and how that connects into June 19th as well. Um, but they are raising funds, right, for this effort of building the museum, right? And so they are another organization that we're supporting today. 
Um, the other is the Bucks County NAACP. Um, how many know that you do not have to be black to join the Bucks County NAACP? Did y'all know that? Still not enough hands. But now you all know, right? We all are in this together, right? We all have to work towards the vision that we have for this community, right? And so the Bucks County NAACP every year awards scholarships to students. Um, and so we were supporting them to be able to help to fund their scholarship program for their students. The other organization, and the last one for um, today, is the Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. I'll pause. Again, any? Again, any? There you go. There you go. Yeah, so the Alpha Alpha O Megacron Zeta Chapter, uh, they also have a scholarship program for uh, female students. Um, and so we are helping them to build their funds to be able to contribute and pay into those students from an education purpose. So you all just turn around. There's a black tablecloth over there in the corner that says the Parent Society on it. There is a QR code on there. If you take your phone out, open to your camera, pull it up to that QR code, and click the little yellow icon, a list will come up with these organizations on it. And if you are able to be able to bless those organizations with a donation today, you can click on the one that you would like to, and it will take you to their PayPal page, and you are able to make a donation. There's also a little write-up there about the specific initiatives that they are so that you can learn a little bit more about those organizations as well. So I'm not going to talk anymore because I talked a lot, but I just want to say I'm so grateful for this day. I've grown up in Bucks County from first grade through 12th grade, left to go to college in Pittsburgh, forced my husband, who's from West Philadelphia, to say, let's move back to Bucks County. And when I moved him here, he said, where do you have me? And why are we here? But he has endured, and we have endured, and honestly, we've decided this is where we want to put down our roots. And we are not going to move just yet, unless God tells us different, right? Move to find something better. We are going to be the change that we want to be. And that's the way we live our lives, and that's the way we raise our daughters to do it as well. So thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you. I think we have, oh, just thank our sponsors today. Without them, we would not be here. Penn Community Bank was a huge sponsor of today's event, so we want to give a round of applause to them. And also the Bucks County Community College, right? Which I, that is such a special sponsorship for me. I could talk forever, so stop me. When I think about what I'm hearing right now, national news and even right here, when it comes to we don't want to talk about black history in school, we want to take books out that are about black figures because they're too oppressive or they're making white students feel bad. But we have a post-secondary college who is sponsoring this event, right? So all the students in the high schools and the middle schools and the elementary schools where this stuff is being taken out of, champion for this stuff for our students so that they are prepared, right, when they enter the doors of college, whether they choose to go to Bucks County Community College or elsewhere or choose to do something else. 
live their life. But when you leave this bubble of central and upper bucks, it's a big world out there. And we got to make sure that our students are prepared for it. And we have to proactively have conversations with our kids and our students as well. So thank you very much, Marjan. Hello everyone and welcome again. I will be the final speaker, the final welcomer, and thank you very much to these extraordinary human beings that we get to call friends and colleagues who have made today possible. My name is Marjan Shirzad. I'm the Chief Operating Officer here at the beautiful Bucks County Historical Society, and we operate two beautiful castles, the Mercer Museum, which is right here, and Font Hill Castle, just a mile and a half down the road. And quite simply, today is about community. We are sitting in the heart of Doylestown, the, the Bucks County seat of Doylestown, in the heart of Doylestown's cultural district. And I want you to take a beautiful look around you, look to the right and look to the left. This is what culture looks like. Juneteenth is a celebration of all of us. And it is a celebration that we believe in. We are a historical society and we know that history and teaching history is really important for the future and also for the present day. So I leave you with that thought. We could not be happier to co-host this amazing, beautiful event again. We will continue to do so for as long as we are invited. <laughs> and we want to see this grow in programming, in culture every year. Every year this small committee, small but mighty committee, tries to bring you joy and bring you something a little different. And that is where I get to plug not only everything that's happening outside, but the inside of the museum. It